That's right, everybody. It's time for America's favorite sports show. It's That There Sportscast with Jason Johnson and Jack Neal. All right, everybody. Welcome back to That There Sportscast. I am your host, Jason Johnson, along with... Jack Neal. Good morning, everybody. And uh, I guess we'll start with the easy news. So here we go. Major League Baseball, America's pastime, better than mom's apple pie. Yep, baseball. Baseball talk. Dude, we were so fucking close yep. to calling it. It, it. I mean, we were we were two games away. One game for you, one game for me from, from, from calling Braves Houston. Yes. And just out of pure fucking luck calling it but we but it didn't work out and it was also um quite a interesting scenario where atlanta had already gone up on uh la and then yeah houston yeah. though was fighting back for was their lives back. the first team their second team to ever come back from a from an zero and three start in the series yeah you know i mean so yeah it would have been a it not only would have been like amazing for us to have called that but also to uh, for it to be the way it was, you know? Right. Yeah, uh, I thought it was funny them comparing it the whole time because I was like, yeah. man, this is going to get in their head around game five, game six, and then yeah. it, it didn't, so I was like, oh, okay. But uh, game seven, I know for the Strohs, I watched, man. Yeah. I mean, that was the quickest baseball game ever. Yeah. Tampa Bay just came out almost like, yeah, we're still here. Like, you still got to come through us. Right. Um, and I don't want to say uh, – we were talking about it off mic a couple of days ago about how some people were like, man, they came all that way and just gave up. It's like, yeah. I don't know how you don't play hard in baseball. It's really, to me, a game of uh, – it is a game of skill as I yeah. watched and saw uh, certain holes that the Astros uh, used – particularly between third base and shortstop. I think it was game five. So I'm like, oh, there is skill there. But there's a lot of luck. Yeah. You know, who is halfway swinging a bat? And and, and that's what kills me, too, is is sometimes, yeah, they're not in the series. But, okay, let's let's take an objective look at this. You were the number six seed going into the series. Right. You did well. Yeah. You made it almost to the World Series. Plus, you had all that shit about cheating and everything at your back. Controversial and so you're, year. You yep. know, this season proved that the Astros are not a, you know, they don't need to cheat to win. They, they're they not a joke. They are real, you know. Right. And so just take the take the win and be happy about it, you know. And I just th- – I. I think honestly what happened is Houston looked at it and we're like, Oh, we already did this to the Dodgers. Well let's let them have a shot. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't want to yeah. go against them again and then yeah. hurt their feelings when we win. I think I don't I'm not I'm not gonna say they threw the game, but I think they really had uh they were like, What's the ultimate heel move for yeah. the city, for baseball? What do we do? And they yeah. said, Fuck it. We're just not gonna go to the World Series this time. Yeah. But realize, anytime we want, we can go. You can you can believe that all you want, Jack. I, uh, I do. But, uh, I do. But the fact is, they lost, and uh, <laughs> they did. I know. But you never know with these Astros. I don't know though, man. That is the thing about baseball, though, is that it is a 
game where you um you can go out and for one game just have an off night. Right. Yeah. You have the yips that night, yep. you know, and you you it fucks up the whole goddamn thing, you know, and it in so yeah, you are right though. There there is a lot of luck involved. I mean, the night that that Atlanta gave it up to LA. I mean, it was just a night Atlanta just wasn't on. Yeah. They just they, you know, had they been on the re- the way they had been the rest of the series, maybe we're looking at Atlanta in there. Yeah. As it is now, the series is tied up 1-1 Dodgers Tampa Bay. You know, it's kind of boring to me because, A, I called the Dodgers winning the whole thing. Right. And, B, it's Tampa fucking Bay. Yeah. Who gives a shit? We definitely you – know? well, we're definitely – if we don't have a dog of the fight, what's the point of going yeah. to the fight? Yeah. yeah. We, yeah. we kind of – I guess we need to not adjust it, but yeah. – uh, Don't yeah. get me wrong. No, I'm, I'm paying attention to it for sure. But, but when it becomes something that you're like – Oh, yeah, I kind of saw this coming. You know, then it, it gets boring. Oh, but. my mentality is always, I did. You, we look at it with the Rockets, now with yeah. the Astros when they're out, I'm just like, all right, maybe yeah. I'll check out a game. I don't know. Yeah. I will say, though, I when we started doing this and talked about, uh, you know, let's cover several sports. We I know we both were like, baseball, what the fuck are we going to talk about? It was a joke. Yeah. Um, and it will go back to being a joke when there's a hundred and – 62 games. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it will. You know, I, I don't know how seriously I'll take it, but uh, watching the playoffs is fun. Watching baseball, it's actually pretty fun. Once yeah. you once you figure out, uh, you know, certain things, the commentary, I realized, is a huge thing. Yep. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fun, though. It's, it's definitely been fun. And I think having the show, obviously, to talk about it would yeah. be a yeah, reason to talk yeah. about it well, as well. But. <laughs> you talk about the commentary. That may have been the best thing to come out of baseball all year. You know, folks, I I said some pretty horrible <laughs> things this year. It's a long fly ball to center field. I don't even know if I'm going to have a job next week. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that was probably the – well, that was damn sure the funniest thing to come out of out of uh, baseball this year. Right, yeah. But, yeah, um, and, and, yeah, it, well, it, it was only a 60-game season. You know, it was a little easier to keep up with. Next year may be a little more difficult, but I don't know. I'm starting to get back into statistics, so – yeah, I'm. It's uh, y'all might be like next year. Y'all might be sitting there going, Jason, shut the fuck up. You've spit off like eight hundred numbers, and I have no idea what any of them mean. Yeah, it's like you know. uh, uh, you know, Moneyball. Yeah, I watched that this week, and yeah. man, I was like, oh, Jason would be a nerd for this shit, right? Oh now. yeah, He'd love it. Yeah, you can be. You I've can... seen that movie. It's a it is a good movie because it, it, it they well, it's always been said baseball is a game of statistics. Yeah, and so you know, I, what I loved about that movie was was give another guy a chance who, yeah, he may not be the superstar, right, but. He's what fits on our our team. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I found it so interesting because we had talked about cap space and should there be cap room and all yeah. that. And the whole entire story, it was really weird. It was almost like Netflix was like, hey, you'll definitely be interested in this because that's all y'all are talking about when it comes to baseball is everything yeah. in this movie is what you've kind of been curious about or what we've kind of right. touched on. So, uh 
Yeah, and to me, and and I completely forgot Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that movie. Yeah, he's so great as just a baseball man. Like that, that dude could literally play any role. Uh, yeah, and he just yeah. knows how to capture it so uh, well. Well, he's he's playing dead addict now, pretty good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he nailed uh, that role yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's doing a lot of a lot of research for that one. <laughs> he's a method actor. Yeah, uh, <laughs> there's this one part where he's where he brings up his contract. Is a yeah. very First scene with him in it, he brings up his contract, conversation doesn't go his way. And when he turns, he does the jiggling of a watch. Yeah. And it's such an old man kind of move where you're like, yeah. that definitely is so believable. Like yeah. you believe, I tell you, you believe it way more than Brad Pitt's a, a man or a uh, GM. For some reason, yeah. I'm like, this is a Brad Pitt <laughs> acting. Yeah. yeah, well, it's it, it's not on Brad Pitt. It's just when you look at Brad Pitt. He's so fucking glorious that he has a halo <laughs> around him. And it's like, I can't believe you as anything normal. If you want to play a guy who's superhuman, you know, in some way, fine. I'm with that because right. you are super fucking human. But you, but yeah. is this a normal everyday guy? No. That's the reason why I loved him so much at uh, Once Upon uh, Once Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he just, I think that is probably the closest we've ever seen Brad Pitt to come to playing Brad Pitt. Oh really? See, yeah. I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, you got to watch it. It's so good. Yeah, I need to check it out. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's it was so funny. I was like this must be what he was like in Once Upon a Time yeah, and like I, I'm like yeah. this completely. The yeah. two roles, it's like okay, whatever. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know why I'm doing a movie review for a movie that came out yeah. years ago on a sports show. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> so we can move that on. Shows you how much baseball is uh, is really getting us right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> We're uh, so uh, yeah, one and one. I'll check out a game or two for sure, just uh, yeah. just to see what happens. So. Uh, uh, I don't know who to really go for. I kind of like Tampa Bay because I watched them. So yeah, I, yeah. that's I think how that would right. go for me. Anyway, I'm but, just I'm I'm Dodgers all the way because I I, you I called, called it. it. You called it from yeah. a way way beginning. Yeah, it yeah. was they were well, they were just a juggernaut, man. They were they were moving through that sixty game season like nothing. They had the best record in baseball, and they yeah I think that. I think in the end they'll they'll pull it out and take it all. But then we might be surprised. I mean, we you know we may have Tampa Bay as the World Series champs, and that's what is kind of fun. With, that is that is a pot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that is kind of a cool thing in yeah. baseball is that um, you know I haven't really seen like any dynasties pop up over the last couple of years. Or yeah. when you do have dynasty years, every once in a while one will get in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. somebody will sprinkle yeah. themselves in for sure. Like sure. Cubs in Cleveland was, I think, last year, two years ago. It's like, wow, what a crazy, you know, it's not Yankee, it, you know, right? All these different teams change. So that's that's the cool thing about it. But other than that, that's about as interested as, as I am. I got nothing yeah. else on it. I, yeah. I don't even pay attention to baseball news and with basketball as well. I mean, we don't. I don't. I, I got nothing. I, no, I, I don't. I don't either. I did. Did the Rockets name a coach by chance? I haven't seen anything pop up. Yeah. I'll be honest. A lot of my uh, initial research is just based off Instagram through Sports Center yeah. when it comes up, you know, breaking yeah. or whatever. I haven't seen anything like that pop up. I'd imagine that's how I will find out yeah. who a coach is. But if not, I'll I'll look into it. Follow up this storyline. But other than that, man, basketball's over. You know, and you can tell on the 
social media on the internet. No one's talking about it anymore. Yeah. So we'll wait till next season. Uh, I guess we can just move, move on. Move on here to. And now, children, it's time for rainbows and unicorns and fantasy football. Wow, yeah. I always get thrown off because I'm expecting the NFFL. <laughs> it's yeah. like that. I'm like, is that how the drop starts? <laughs> <laughs> no, fantasy football, um, dude, I, it, it, listen, my season's done, but we, I, I will have to say I beat Addie this week. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she didn't I tell me. Her. That's convenient. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't mention the losses, does she? No. I did beat Addie this week, but I felt so bad for it because it was pure D because she had an injury. She had Dak. Right. And now she's got Cam, Cam Newton, yeah. in which Cam's a great quarterback. He's not. Uh, throwing 1,680 yards in four fucking games good. Right. And so, yeah. It, it, He's good on the field in real life, probably in fantasy, not the guy right. you want leading the charge. Right. Yeah, I could see that. And she's going to have a hell of a battle, but still, she did She did well, um, you know, and, I, and I, I'm not going to lie. Um, just simply because of the shit she's going to give you at the house, I'm really pulling for Addie to win this whole thing. Is that who I'm? Yeah. Oh, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, yeah. yeah. It's so um, you 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 at least have these things more in your head than I do because yeah. I just found out I'm playing Laura. It's not a high scoring game that's predicted, but yeah, uh, I yeah I lost to Jaseel, so. He's he's 500. He said he won't talk in the messenger until he has a winning record. Right. So I kind of want him to get this winning record. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cuz he is a he is a supreme shit talker. He is. And uh yeah. Well, that's exactly why I wanted a minute, you know, for the for the new football, yeah. for the didn't know football, it kind of worked out that way. Right. And uh yeah. I uh yeah, I went from I went from I guess I think I was third, now I'm in seventh. Yeah. But then again, there was like three of us that were in third, so whatever. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Fantasy's not really working out for me. Yet. Yeah. Or I'm not getting into it as much as I thought I would. Yeah. And it's fun. I think, again, we keep talking about doing this. I think once we get some people in here and we can kind of bullshit about the right. fantasy, yeah. I think maybe it'll give me more. But I was expecting Which, a lot more shit talk so far yeah. this season, all this stuff. Yeah. You know. Well, you're playing supreme shit talker this week, so hopefully yeah. she'll she'll throw some shit down there. And next week, yeah, hopefully if scheduling works out and everything, we are going to have a couple of people talking about their fantasy teams, and it'll be two of the people that um, uh, don't know shit about it. So right, and, and so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, and it's funny. I was going to save this for. Um, our NFL segment, but I'll just go ahead and knock it out. This COVID tear, it's not, I, w- I want to say tearing through the NFL, but it's not. There's only three teams. But something we yeah. had talked about already was that it's throwing fantasy off. Bad. First thing I open up, Tampa Bay, Las Ve- uh, Vegas is going to be moved to uh, the Monday night or Monday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Right. Like, I can't imagine if we had actually put some money into this, I would yeah. be, I would probably be going a little bit nuttier about it. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so now uh, we got Patriots, uh, Tennessee Titans had another flare up through COVID, I guess, and then uh, 
the Raiders now. Yeah. They have people. I think they're center or like left or right, whoever. Someone on their O line got it, and now they're all thinking the entire O line possibly has it because the entire O line hangs out together. They don't wear their masks. They play cards. It was like, yeah. I heard this shit while eating lunch the other day, and yeah. it, I was just like, oh my fucking God. But it does, yeah. it, it, I mean, it's now starting to pop up of like, what do you do? Because this is a potentially right. going to ruin the season, you know? Yeah. I don't know if anyone's moved. I haven't kept up with it enough to know if any games have been moved, not from like a Sunday to a Monday game or a Thursday to a, a Monday or anything like that. I don't right. know if teams have been moved from this Sunday, like uh, whatever the date's going to be, yeah, to – three Sundays away and like take away someone's buy. And I don't know right. if that's happening yet, but that's, that's going to come up. I mean, this is definitely yeah. going to pop oh, for up. sure. For sure. And again, it's so weird. And like you say, for, for, for the regular NFL, it's no big deal. I mean, as long as they play their requisite games and all that jazz, it, it doesn't put the asterisks next to the season. Yeah. However, in fantasy, it can fuck you up big time. Right, you know, and and I think I'm too. I I must be just so ignorant to this COVID thing, of just like, well, it's not happening around me. How are all these teams getting it? Yeah, because also I, I've gone like I've gone to I I didn't miss a day of work because of COVID. They didn't shut down our store. Right, me and you. I feel like I'm socializing when all reality. I'm just hanging out with you, Raymond, and whatever guest comes through yeah. to do the big sad. Right. Um. No one at our stores called it like, yeah. Uh, our, we've had our kids be exposed to it. They didn't catch it though. It's like so. I, it, yeah. it always does baffle me. I'm just like, what are you guys doing? Because they get tested daily. Yeah, they get tested right before the game, like an hour before the game. Um, one interesting fact I found while researching a little bit of this was that, um. Teams probably have more positive tests, but no, you are not allowed, or the NFL is not allowed to release the names unless the players say they can. Right, and I didn't yeah. know that. So yeah. there may be a bunch. That falls of into HIPAA law and uh, and all that. But <laughs> I think it goes back to the 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 old thing uh, in the NFL. You know, it was a tradition to cough into each other's mouth before the game. <laughs> uh, it was a brotherhood building exercise, and uh, you know, I think that's just something we've got to come up with something new for. You know, if you're all, excuse me, if you're. All the thing that baffles me is if you're all testing negative all the time, like don't go to a convenience store that send yeah. someone out. Like yeah. how how you is make this? millions of dollars? Yeah. Send someone to go get your food or whatever you know. And it's not even I guess an NFL question or a player's question or maybe even revolve around football. More of just like yeah. the the whole coronavirus thing is just like. That's where I'm tripping up about it. If Obviously, because they're in bigger cities, but yeah. it's still like I thought the bigger cities were locked down a lot more than they were. I guess they're not. They're not, and it, and that's the thing. Well, it it boils down to what we talked about on the big sad with people, you know, getting sad because of the way things are going and all. Uh, it boils down to the fact that cities can't lock down the way they want to because the government's doing nothing to help us out financially. Yeah, and so therefore 
businesses have to open. Right. Things have to, people have to go to work. Otherwise, they will be homeless and businesses will go bankrupt, you know, because they're just not getting the help they need. So, unfortunately, no, they can't lock down the way they want to. Now, here's the thing, though. If I'm an NFL player and my paycheck, you know, of however many hundreds of thousands of dollars per week, because a lot of people don't know this, but when they sign their contracts, they don't sign that contract and they just give them a huge lump sum of cash and put it in their bank account. No, they actually do split it up over 17 weeks. Yeah. And so they get paid for those 17 weeks. Right. If my job depends on me showing up for those 17 weeks, you better damn well bet for those 17 weeks, the only travel I'm doing is my house to the stadium yeah, and back. That's what my was, house yeah. to the team plane to the hotel, to the stadium. That is it. I am not going out and doing another fucking thing while I'm, you know, in the middle of the season. And I guess there's just so many outside, you know, they got kids that go to school. They got some family, you know, a a wife or girlfriend that goes off uh, and does stuff during the day, obviously. Yeah, I I guess that'd be a weird thing. Single NFL dude, you're right. Could you imagine if it was like, hey – I know you signed up to not see me pretty much for 17 weeks, or I'm just beat up all the time. Yeah. Um, but now I need you to not go and do a single thing while right. I go and do and well, my which job. speaks to the the NBA and the bubble. Mm-hmm. The bubble. Yeah, uh, yeah it, you're it, right. You know, it worked. They threw them in a bubble. They provided everything they needed within that bubble. They weren't around their families. They weren't around any other bullshit. It was just the players, and it worked. Yeah. No, no big COVID scares, nothing like that. And so. the craziness, though, of the NFL bubble is going to be like, yeah, let's yeah. let's uh, send these guys who have CTE and brain issues already. Let's go <laughs> throw them in a bubble and tell them yeah. they can't leave. Yeah. Yep. Oh, but yeah, that's it's really affecting fantasy. It's like I say, not so much around the NFL, right? Yeah. But that is pretty much fantasy. So let's just move on, and you'll. Know, Find out why I sound like this in a minute. The NFFL, the National Fucking Football League. You are a factory of sadness. <laughs> I'll see you Sunday. Jason's just shaking yeah. his head. Very uh... well. You know, I made that drop, but that's a that's a, a famous you know thing. Of course, you know this the, the Browns fan that was standing in front of the stadium. He gave this big speech. And now, as a Dallas fan, it, it did did. Did the world just decide this is the year you're going to feel like a Browns fan? This is the year that t- that, that Cowboy Stadium is going to be a factory of fucking sadness? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to console you, dude. We're dealing I'm, with our own battle wounds in Houston. For yeah, sure. I know. It's, it's, it's not Texas year, that's for sure. No, that's for fucking sure. Jesus. It's, <laughs> I mean, when, in, in to show you how bad it is, when the Eagles won last night and went to a two, four, and one record, yeah, and they are number one in the NFC East. That is fucking tragic. That is, the NFC East is a complete fucking shit show right now. Yeah, and as we talked about outside for a second of y'all, uh, yeah. the whole entire NFC East, it seems like uh, at least for the past maybe a couple weeks, I haven't looked yeah. at the, the schedule further, y'all play at each other. Yep. So y- y- y'all are just ping pong. At a certain point, it is right. Like, yep. you, 
uh, and I've spoke about this before with the Texans, is like when you have a bad division, you're almost like, well, we just need the division to look good because if yeah. you're the, the shining star in the division in a shit division, yeah, it really doesn't mean much to, to other uh, players right. in other divisions. Stop saying division. But, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't look great. But, I mean, who it's, did y'all play again? Uh, this week? Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals. Yes. Yeah. A team that does not have a fucking ounce of, to me, watchability. Are they a decent yeah. team? Sure. No. Yeah, they're decent, but they're but they're <laughs> also in a division that is probably the strongest in football, and they're the weakest in it. But I, what I mean is they're just boring to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not a play and I can remember out of that game. The, the, for the longest time in that game, it was zero zero because Kyler Murray could not hit a fucking receiver to save his life. Right. We should have been up on them, and had we had Dak, probably would have been up on them yeah. by twenty one points going into the half. You know, yeah, Dalton was kind of a bust, huh? He was, but I can't really blame him. He Cardinals defense did bring it. He. He was hitting – that's the one thing. <laughs> Jason. That's the one thing that just – That was yeah, so genuine. Yeah. That's the one thing that pissed me off about this game is there was a blatant uh, pass interfer- defensive pass interference. Right. Um, that resulted in um, the Cardinals getting an interception. Mm-hmm. And they so here we are. You're Mike McCarthy. Your 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 big comeback is going to be with the Cowboys. Yeah. You're coming in. You have this monster O line. You have this amazing offense. Mm, defense is kind of iffy, but we'll work on that. Right. Then what you do have on defense gets injured. Your O line is fucking done. It, it, every one of them is either injured, and one of them even fucking said, fuck it, I'm retiring, which I understood. He had that Julian Barr syndrome the year before, and it really fucked him up. Yeah. Um, and, and then your star fucking quarterback goes out with a season-ending injury. Right. Something which, honest to God, 20 years ago would have probably been a career-ending injury. But now the doctors have gotten so good with fixing them that, you know, he'll be he'll be okay. Um, that we're going to get into that in a minute. But, um, but here's the thing. Then you go into this game and you're like, okay, it's my first game without Dak, but I got Andy Dalton. Oh, great. Now the officials are going to miss fucking calls and we're going to fucking get it. Oh, and by the way, your star goddamn multi-million dollar fucking running back apparently forgot how to hold a fucking football. uh, I I feel bad for Mike McCarthy, honestly. He bought a used car. Yeah. And it was a little more worn than... Yeah, it's a little more worn down than he thought. It's... it just he bought it sight head. unseen and, yeah. and showed up and the oil's not all yeah. in it and the and, and, you know, radiators cracked. And we could talk shit all day long about, you know, yeah, they're they are a bad team. Okay, listen. First four games of this fucking season, Dak threw for sixteen hundred and eighty yards. It was fucking amazing. That offense was working. Yeah. Everyone can bitch all they want to, but the fact is that offense with Dak at the helm is fucking working. Yeah. It's the defense. The defense is just 
Dude, I I literally thought I saw one of them look at a guy passing him by and go, "Oh yeah, the 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 end zone's that way. Um, if you'll take a left over here, at the hash mark." It's like you know what the fuck are you doing? You know, in oh, uh, but yeah, uh, it's a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> I just felt like you had this pent up forever. I didn't oh, hear, I have, man. I've been. I didn't hear any of this throughout the week, man. Yeah, that's yeah. that's why I have like I'm like just let him get it out. It's yeah, all right. Yeah. And well, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, we talk about Dak. You know, um, well, that's a that's a hit. I mean, yeah. that hurts. Yeah, that hurts knowing that you have a you right have a quarterback that now is also on a. a a tightrope. Yeah, what an analogy, Jack. Yeah. He's on a tightrope now of of he's either – he didn't sign a deal. Yeah. So they could either let him go or they can sign right. him for more years. Sound analogy. Yeah. Uh, but – so that's always – that's a bummer. Yeah. Even yeah. knowing that he could get fixed up, uh, come back stronger than ever, you know. Yeah. Cowboys it, it, but make some wild decisions the, in that the, office. The Cowboys may fucking panic. And say, hey, let's just go get another quarterback. We don't know how he's going to be when he comes back. I'm hoping they don't because I've seen too many players of late, you know, in the last 10 years that get these major injuries that come back stronger than they were before they were injured. Uh, Stick with him. Let's go, you know, Cowboys Nation loves Dak. Let's let's keep him. Let's try it. If it is – Broken, then you you'll, know you'll maybe, have Andy Dalton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But maybe well, here's you'll the thing. have a version of them. <laughs> here's the thing you do: uh, go to the second round of the draft, mm-hmm. draft the best quarterback you have left over in the second round, put him as Dak's backup. If Dak's not working out, you got somebody you can train up to pull into that position, right? If you do, if Dak does work out and you don't want to keep this guy who, you know, could potentially be a way high paid backup, yeah, um, then you trade him off to somebody who can use it, mm-hmm. you know, and you get picks for it or whatever. You know, I think that would be a smart idea, but let's, let's hold on to Dak. Why don't you, you shoot him an email? Yeah. Yeah, I will. <laughs> See, I'm sure they're getting yeah. tons of advice. But the thing is, is that sounds soon, like key advice. Is well, next year, we we can still franchise tag him for one more year. Right. So and if I'm Dak, then I make the overture to them. I go into them and say, "We're going to wait one more year on a contract. Franchise tag me this year. Pay me my fucking pay." I will prove to you that I deserve a big contract. That I'm going to come back from this bigger, better, and stronger. You know, yeah. And that and that it works out for all sides. Yeah, you but know? you're also coming off of a. Oh, oh no, I don't know. I mean, Jerry Jones is so unpredictable sometimes. He is. Where it's like, why would you keep? Why would you keep a a coach that clearly is not winning y'all any games for as long as they did with Jason Garrett? Yeah. You know, and then. But it, it almost he could uh, he could just decide no we're just not going to keep this guy you know like you never know what he's going to decide right or we could now what we could do is you know uh, uh, fire Mike Nolan uh, and get a real defensive coordinator well uh, apparently there's a lot of players that feel yeah. the same way yeah to dive into that news a little bit uh, yeah there is turmoil going on in that locker room. 
Yeah. Uh, it's uh, There were sources that came out, or there was an ESPN, some writer for ESPN or the NFL uh, came out with sources, two separate yeah. ones, uh, basically saying, players are saying the coaches suck and they don't know how to do their jobs. Right. Two separate people saying separate quotes there. Yeah. So, you know. And I, and it, I don't think, I'll be honest with you, I do not think that they're talking about Mike McCarthy when they say that. Maybe I not. think they are talking about – I really specifically think they're talking about Mike Nolan. Maybe. It could I be. Think I really do. Um, it, which, to me, shut the fuck up. You get paid a lot of fucking money to come play a game that right now, you just ain't showing me anything where you're good enough to run under any fucking defensive coordinator. So, shut the fuck up. Who are the players? Yeah. I, now, if you have a complaint – you go to Mike Nolan, you have a team meeting, uh, you know, yeah. the defense gets together just before the next practice, has a team meeting with Mike Nolan saying, what do you want from us? What, show us your scheme, show us anything. I mean, the man has years and years of fucking knowledge right. coaching in the NFL. And, and then sit down and work with each other. You know, And if you're Mike Nolan and you're honest to God sitting there saying to yourself, I don't know what to do. I'm I'm at a lot. Tell your players that. Yeah. Be like, I'm going to be honest with you. I've worked out a scheme that should be working. I, I don't know why it's not. What do you think we need to do? And let's work together on this. And let's build a defense that can do something here. Well, I'll, I have a feeling they will probably end up doing something similar yeah. to what you're saying. It's probably going to be a little more contentious. Because yeah. McCarthy's response to all this was pretty much, hey, this is an internal problem. There was no reason to go outside of our organization right. to talk about it first. If you, if, you know, if you have a problem with the person, you need to go up and address it with yeah. the person. And he publicly put that out on Twitter. Or whatever to me, that's yeah. To, well, and, and I agree with him. To yeah. me, that's being a child. Yeah. You go, you walk up and say, hey, listen, I don't think I'm the problem here. I think it's the guy. He's he's calling out schemes that um, on defense that. I don't care who you have on this field aren't going to work. Right. You know? And and then in that way, McCarthy can sit down, He being the head coach, he, the general that organizes everything, he can grab Mike Nolan and he can say, hey, listen, this is what they're telling me. You're calling schemes that aren't matching up to what the other team's doing. There's a lot to be done here, but it's a communication problem. And yeah. when you go to outside sources and you start bitching and moaning in the locker room to a reporter – that's an insolent child just being like, it's not me. Right. You know? And it's like, no, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Man up, walk into the dude's office and tell him what the fuck you think. Yeah, because you can have any sort of problem with a yeah. person. That's fine. That's not the point. The point is, if you're going, uh, it's the same way it works really on the outside world of yeah. football. If I, at my job, I find out someone has a problem or someone's been saying something, you know, rumors or whatever. Yeah. It's like, why would you go tell half this staff this? Why wouldn't you just come to me and yeah. at least say something? You know, yeah, it's no different from that. So, like, yeah, you can have a complaint, but you would imagine that they would. You would. You wouldn't imagine. You could see maybe one dickhead player reaching out or saying something to a reporter, yeah. but when it's multiples. It's really, and then it be, it begs the question too, um, of just like, well, what do y'all want? You didn't, you weren't winning under one coach. You got another coach who's had success. 
you're not winning under him. So is it really? It it becomes that I got a buddy who at one point in a year told me about four or five falling outs he had with friends. And I had to tell him at a certain point, I think it's you. Yeah. I think you're yeah. the main source of this. Yeah. And I, I think that's what the – hopefully some of the players – they work it out amongst themselves of just like, yeah. I think the problem is y'all. You know, like they need a leader to step up and say yep. that to them. Absolutely. And, and we'll see what happens. I mean, um, I, I don't know if you wanted to touch down on anything else. Who are y'all playing this week? Uh, Washington. Washington okay. football team. There you go. So another ping ponging of the yeah, who's yeah. going to have and the it, better when record. When you said that, that's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Um, real quick, I mean, we I, you said you didn't want to talk about it because we talked actually talked about it on the big set, but I think we need to mention it. Um, uh, the Texans. I'm. I still think Cornell has been a good spark for them. Yes, they did lose. But they lost in overtime. Lost they in, did well. Yeah, lost in yeah. overtime to the Tennessee Titans, who have now, I think they're still undefeated. Yeah. Um, no, no, yeah. They are. Because yeah. the record, the, they were three, because I think they, lo- they missed the Pittsburgh game. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of as far as, like, one game jump in a couple weeks. Right. Because they were the first team. Long story boring, that's fine. Uh, they're uh, – they're, they were undefeated. I mean, I don't know what happened. I actually was fortunate enough to be able to watch the first quarter yeah. at work, and ooh, it it was ugly, and I was like, well, fuck it. That's, that's the way yeah. it's going to go. I mean, there's no doubt Titans are, are fucking dominant dominant right in the league i mean it's i don't think you can just say in the division in the afc i think you put them up against any of the top ranked teams in the uh nfl and they're going to come to play and fucking destroy your fans hopes and dreams yeah but texans came back i don't know how it happened they got them down i mean they we watched it we watched that last fucking series man up by seven they went for the cornell could have gone for just the one and been up by eight, which would have forced. Now, this is what's going to forever be talked about in that fucking game. He went for two instead. I think he was trying to, like, basically just ice the fucking game. He was going right. to make it a nine-point game. And But here's the thing. Um, I get what he was trying to do. Yeah. However, had he gone for the one, gone up by eight, that would have forced Tennessee – to have to go for two to tie it up. Yeah. Which would have been easier to defend than them just kicking an extra point. And, of course, then – and when you look at how tired their defense was because they had just been worn ragged, by the time they got into that that overtime, Tennessee just walked them down the fucking field. Well, yeah, Tannehill put on a – superior performance in what you do in a two-minute drill yes i mean jesus 100%. fucking christ it it i i'm not gonna sit here and say this is how you do it yeah. but it was very clear it's almost like i wish i had played football a little bit more to know what goes on in huddles yeah. i played in this i played in the seventh grade for one game someone called yeah. me a <laughs> someone called me the other f word and i quit <laughs> i was like yeah i'm not uh, i'm the quarterback i should be having a little say right anyway I'm wondering if he just went in and he's like, 
Yeah. Running this play, it's going to you. Like, there's not everyone else fucking look like you're yeah. doing your job. It's going to this person, period. Like, yeah. I wonder if that's how it's it's broken down. It almost seemed like that's the way it looked. It's yeah. like he would he would well take that drill s- is already predetermined what you're going to run. And they're, they're do do they though go yeah. in and they're like, hey Chuck, you're getting the ball on this well, play. Period. It's, it's oh, sorry about that. Was that are that we was live? My phone. Are, are no, we live? Was man. there an expert to, to tell me? Yeah, I think someone was calling in to say, "Shut the fuck up." Hey, hey, yeah. hey, Jack. It's uh, Ryan Tannehill. I heard you had a question for me. <laughs> fuck <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck you. Um, I, I don't know. It, the, well, here's the thing. I will give the analysts this, and then I'll say my the opposite side of it. They we were talking about money ball earlier. Right. The biggest thing in football when it comes to statistics is well the biggest thing is when to go for it on fourth down and when to punt. It, statistically it's been proven that more teams should go for it on fourth down than fucking punt. We've seen that over the years too. Yeah. It's getting more and more they're going for it. Yeah. Um but anyway, now the big the second biggest thing is when to go for the two-point conversion. And I did not know this until that night. Every head coach has a card in their back pocket that shows the statistic, and it tells you exactly which situations to go for two points in. Right. And that situation was nowhere on (laughs) on that card. Okay. Right. But it's Romeo Cornell. Yeah. The man is 73 years old. He taught Moses how to part the Red Sea, okay? He's been splitting defenses that long. He went for it. I'm not going to sit there and bitch at him about it. He's Yeah. He is who he is and and you know what? I've since he took over, since O'Brien fucking marched his ass out of fucking Houston, um hey, I've seen a spark in that team that I did not see under O'Brien. So well, it was funny. It. He had a fuck up. He had a moment. You well, know? it was funny because all the commentators talked about was what a stupid move for that last minute and 50 seconds. Yeah. So it took away a little bit, I guess, of Tennessee's kind of like, no, they're just a fucking hugely successful, skilled team. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, during that um, – during that entire last series, they didn't use Derrick Henry once. I don't believe it was no. all passes. They didn't throw or they didn't run the ball once. Right, and he had just ran back a like ninety-four yard touchdown and direct snap to win in overtime. But it's still like okay, so none of them ever pointed out. Basically, what I'm saying is like none of them ever yeah. pointed out. I was like, man, have you noticed they haven't even used Henry yet? Like that's right. another problem. They can bring him out at any point they want. Right. You know, like, this is a very successful team. No, it was all fucking, I don't know why he would go for it. Well, I got an idea. He's an interim head coach. He was already not the defensive coordinator under Bill O'Brien, was working uh, more deeper into the office. Now he has a chance as a head coach. And for a team, the whole city loves him. Like, the fans are not going to complain or be this fucking pissed off about it because also, what does he have to lose? He really doesn't have anything to lose. What are they yeah. going to do? Say, that was a dumb idea. You're fired, too? Like, yeah. okay, what a disgraceful way to go out of the NFL if that was the case. But, like, 
I don't yeah. blame them at all for being like, yeah, let's fire not only this team up, let's refire the fucking yeah. city up. Let's try like, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, if you go to look at that last play, the fucking guard doesn't throw his hand up and tip the ball like mm-hmm. completely. That ball is going if the if the receiver dropped it, I forget who he was throwing it to. If he dropped it, that's another thing. But it was just down a tunnel, right to the guy. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it was again uh, those commentators, and especially too because it was Rich Gannon, I think, uh, yeah, up there. And it's I like so. I don't know, Rich. You tell me when you were uh, when you were playing football and you actually had a name on the fucking Raiders, and no one cared <laughs> about the Raiders. You really think as a player you sat there and went, nah, just send out the kicking team. I don't have it today. Yeah. Like, shut the fuck up. You know exactly. Right. Like, what a weird – that's a that's that's definitely a problem I usually have with commentators and yeah. shit. Baseball, well, some fun. Some of them speak out of their ass. Well, as I was going to say, baseball, fun. They they talk some shit. They yeah. watch some football. They, they tune in on their lives. Fucking – oh, my God. Football commentary is the worst because, to be fair, there's – a lot of time and then very little time to kind of get your analysis in there and fill that time. Right. But it's like sometimes they, with the shit they say is like, shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they just, and, and like that was the dead horse they were going to kick that day was that goddamn two point car. Anyway. Um, but um, yeah, they lost. But hey, I, uh, yeah. now while I did throw my phone across your yard, I uh, <laughs> I did it underhand because I did not. It, Thank it's like, God. It's like, ah, oh, damn it. You know, scared the shit out of your dog. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I did not uh, get so pissed off because it is it is a different Tennessee Titans than two years ago. Yeah, for sure. Had that had been had that had happened, like it was just not the worst loss we've. Yeah. The, the Tannehill Texans has have definitely seen. come out and said, uh, "Fuck the Dolphins. It was them, not me." Right. Which well. Yeah, I was Speaking about to say of, that leads us in. I, 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 yeah. I'm going to just finish up the Texans. Yeah, finish up the Texans real quick. Well, no, just the Texans. Yeah. They're playing Green Bay. I mean, motherfucker. I, I said this yeah. a little while earlier. They need to go in there and put up a score like they put up against the Jaguars. Yeah. You know, that'll, that, again, will refire up the fucking city for sure. For sure. If they can, if they can score more than a touchdown for yeah. a win. Um, other than that, though. I'm so torn because I really do like Green Bay right now is my fucking NFC team. I love watching Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know he's. Uh, I know he's giving respect to to uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, so it'll be fun to watch both teams play. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I really, that's what I want to see. I want to see like a large score run up against them. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so now going into some just yeah. NFL news. Coming from Tannehill, you know, leaving Dolphins. Yeah, let's talk about What a weird move. Yeah. Not necessarily a weird move. Everyone kind of saw this coming. Right. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not – Ryan Fitzpatrick is a actually great quarterback. Yes. He, he, is, he has actually been weirdly successful – but is not going to be a star. No, no. I think he even accepts it. I think there's been interviews where he has spoken about that. And he kind of knew when they uh, drafted Tua Tagua. I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm just going to say Tua. That's his first name. Uh, When they drafted him from Alabama, writing's kind of on the wall. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, we need you to show this guy kind of the ropes. Eventually, it's going to be his team. And I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick had a problem with that. No. 
I think because also they put Tua in last week. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was on the sideline, you know, doing the give it up for him as he went in. Like oh, yeah. He is, yeah. He's behind this guy. Now, I think the problem he has is with the organization and how they decided to give Tua the job and announcing it on Twitter before he read about it. Right. He didn't know until he looked at Twitter that he had lost his job. And it was hugely fucked up move. Yeah. They take him in an office and say, hey, listen, you know, you knew this day was coming. You know, we still want you on. You're going to be the backup. You're going to be the guy that's still helping him out and bringing him along into the NFL. Right. You know, but you don't, yeah, you, you don't let him find out on fucking Twitter. It, and he know? came out and said his kids found out before he found out yeah. through Twitter. I mean, what Crazy. a weird move for an organization to, to make. Yeah. Especially as, I wouldn't say a controversial organization, but it right. is just known Miami's just not going to win. I mean, if they're not going to win a season. It's no. always like, to me, there's certain teams that go in certain categories. They are more of a Browns, now Texans, now Cowboys category. Yeah. Of, yeah, they may win some games, but they're not, it's not, they're no real threat. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And when they do beat your team, it's like, it's always, it never goes, man, Dolphins put on a hell of a performance. It's usually, how did they lose to the Dolphins? What the fuck happened to this team this right. week, you know? Yep. So what a weird, weird move to make. I didn't see any of Tua's uh, performance. I didn't see if he had a whole lot, a lot of success on the field or anything like that. So I don't know. This kid could be the face of the organization. I just think it's insane that kind of the face of, of almost the NFL. I mean, anytime Fitzpatrick's brought up, you always got to put a smile on your face. Just mm-hmm. this big, bushy, mountain man-looking dude, but always wearing, like, floral patterns and shit to do his interviews. And just, he's he has crazy records and very singular ones. And for the Dolphins to just be like, all right, we're just going to piss all over that. It's like, talk about a locker room problem, possibly. Yeah. Your probable leader who gets the team hyped up is now down and you're, yeah. I don't think you're having a great season. Although I don't know. I haven't seen the record, but I thought it was crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I may have just treaded on a bunch of shit. You wanted to say about it, but man, no, I thought no, it was no, nuts. no. I think, I think you didn't tread on it at all. I mean, hell, I, uh, I'm not even paying attention to fucking NFL anymore, so, you know, fuck it. I think the stories nah. this week were kind of crazy because of uh, just the way it kind of flowed. Yeah. Dallas has this problem right now of the players coming out saying something right. and the coaches not having to read it online. Yeah. And now, you, but you then see an organization do that, and it's like, well, that's also a fucked up move. How about people stop? going to the internet first like what the fuck is going on in a professional organization like that yeah that's what i find crazy and oh okay well miami beat the jets 24 to nothing so but it was the Jets. yeah Tua may have had a great fucking game but it's also against the jets so i don't know let me look up who they're playing because now i am a little curious to see if they're actually going to go up against a better team or what they're going to do this week um, but yeah, what a weird fucking move. I mean, just yeah, I don't know. I um, uh, 
it may just be uh, the unfortunate times we live in and our ways of communicating with each other have just gone to shit and nobody knows how to do it anymore. But, you know, yeah. but, you know, I don't want to sound like an old man complaining about new technology, though. But still, I think it's, you know, there's something to be said for sitting a man down and talking to him before you. You take away his job. Yeah, a but player thing is a little. He harder. knew it was coming. It, but but you know, still he deserved at least. Uh, uh, hey, it's time, bud. You know. Well, he may have also just bought into the system. You know. Yeah. And for the system to turn around and fuck him like that is is very weird. They are right. three and three, so I mean, yeah, having fifty percent success of of wins to losses, of course, better than That's any team in the means. NFC fucking East. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> there you go. Uh, they are on a bye this week, so I guess there is a little bit yeah. of a, a kind of now makes sense as to why they would do the transition, but also what a weird start to the transition. Like, I, yeah. I'm sure, I, I don't know if there was just a missed memo or what, but uh, look, he's got to get ready because two is going up against the Rams when they yeah. go back on the field. So he better be ready to fucking play. Yep. And again, uh, I think it's uh, also what a weird position – what a weird practice that next day. Like, hey, Ryan, I had nothing to do with this. Like, yeah, you'd imagine that they're not mad at each other, but what an awkward now chemistry you have yeah. to have. Like, oh, now I'm forced to be your teacher, <laughs> as opposed to I get to play a little bit yeah. as well. Um, another another weird uh, or something interesting I found uh, this week was Odell Beckham Jr. story. Yeah. LSU bans him for two years. Because a video came out, I guess it had come out before, and it yeah. was him handing out hundreds of dollars to players after yeah. they won uh, <laughs> the champion, the national title, or LSU, uh, LSU's national title. Um, he's an alma mater there. He was acting wild. There were reports after that game of him smacking cops on the ass and running around. I think this dude was high as fuck. Yeah. Or just drunk off his ass and yeah. was just acting a That's fool that night. Like. And man, that one, that couple hours may have just fucked over LSU so hard with the NCAA. Yeah. There could be, they, uh, LSU decided to ban him trying to jump ahead. Yeah. Of hopefully, hey, NCAA, we're handling this. Like, please don't fucking come down on our organization. Right. Uh, man, that, I don't see it happening. I don't see. Well, NCAA has been notorious for fucking, uh, you know, being assholes when it comes to lightening up and realizing a situation and things like that. Um, that that's the reason why there's even talk of of uh, teams in the past saying, fuck it, we're, we're not paying our membership dues anymore. We're not even going to be a member of the NCAA. They, that's what people don't understand. NCAA – Colleges can choose to just not be a member of that. Right. And if you get enough of them to do it at once, then the organization just goes the fuck away. Well, I believe it was kind of talked about this season when it yeah. was like some uh, some division or I don't know how you say it, like Big Ten, SEC, like some of yeah. the – some were not going to participate in fall and we're going to do it in spring. Right. I mean, yeah, this could have been the year if they actually wanted to do that, but they yeah. to st- They want to stick with the NCAA. Maybe it's more of a, hey, a new ventures mean failure. Stick with your old thing. You'll have yeah. success. So yeah. uh, I just found that story hilarious because it's oh, it so, he's so blatant on the thing, and then a reporter grabs him, and he's like, 
Well, the, the, how do you how do you talk about these guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I think I I'm going to go to the you. Facebook page too and link the video because I want people to go watch it because it is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, because you can just kind of see it in his eyes that he had been sitting there getting fucking soused the whole fucking game. Right. And he was gone. Yeah. He's it, just walking up, shaking hands, and putting hundred dollar bills in players' hands. You know. Yeah. And that's, you know, shit. And for LSU to actually ban him, he must be a pain in the ass when he probably. plays the games. He probably walks in there like he's the cock of the walk. And probably. look, he, I think he deserves it. I mean, I, I believe I don't know anything about his history. I imagine he didn't go in a later round. I mm, think nope. he was successful with LSU. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. he has the reason to walk in there kind of chest puffed, uh, puffed, puffed. His chest is out when he walks into the locker room. Right. <laughs> and acts like he's still a player, you know. And that's Jack stumbling over words. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> kind of uh, like the Cowboys stumbling over offenses with their defense. All they right. can't fucking. Right, okay, buddy. yeah, it's time all to right, move buddy. on or I'm going to get started here. But so I don't have a drop for this next thing, so I'm just going to do this. Jack, we're going to discuss the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's more for the audience or not. Just yeah, like be just aware. had a drop there, you know, and I just said, "Fuck it, I'm going to do it." So. <laughs> I love that. That was yeah. great. Um, well, big fight, of course, this week. I talked yeah. about it, kind of previewed it uh, a couple weeks ago after the Israel Adesanya fight. Right. You basically have another Israel Adesanya uh, in, an, in a different division, the lightweight division. Right. Uh, Khabib. Going up against Justin Gaethje. Um, dude, Khabib's 28-0. I, I mean, yeah. if you want to go watch, he has they, they have a couple of his full fights on YouTube. Um, I went and rewatched the Connor one. Mm-hmm. I mean, home, homeboy can do whatever he wants. It, 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 literally, yeah. he can do whatever he wants to an opponent. That's who Khabib is. He'll... Mm-hmm. he'll He'll shoot on you. He'll keep you. If it, if what he did in the Connor fight in the first round, of course they get booed anytime they go to the ground. Right. But all he does is just wrap up Connor's legs, straightened out, and just squeeze with his legs. Yeah. And what that is doing is you're trying to get out of that because if you ever, I'm sure you have you you've yeah. Uh, what you did in the military and stuff, those tight positions, you ever had your body in a tight, closed position and you're like, the only thing I want to do is wave my fucking body around. Yeah. Like you just feel like you're getting sucked together. Right. That's what he's doing with his legs. Well, listen, I, real quick, I was a plumber in the Air Force. Uh, no, I, I, I do not know what those holes <laughs> are. Yeah. But no, but so but picture. No, I, then no, you know. I have done it with you. Friends, absolutely though, know the uncomfortableness of that and yeah. the energy, not the energy. You don't really recognize it, I'd imagine, in the beginning. Yeah. Of you're like, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of here, whatever. Yeah. We have a human being doing that and can yeah. let you up whenever he wants, but it's just setting you up. He yeah. just drains his energy after the first round, second, third, fourth. He just toys with them. That, yeah. of course, there was a history there of Connor. Making fun of his dad, calling his dad like a terrorist, uh, you know, yeah. re- going at his religion. Who Khabib is a huge, uh, uh, big Muslim faith. There was a reason for that. Yeah. Then go watch him fight Dustin Poirier. Uh, it doesn't make it past the second round. He literally can do whatever he wants. Yeah. It's crazy. 
And if you also think, if anyone who's actually interested in this is going like, you know, yeah, all he's got is ground game. Again, go that Connor fight. 15 seconds into the uh, second round, yeah, he clips Connor with a right and drops him. Like I had even wow. forgot about it. It's this guy is just an all-around fighter. Yeah. Now what I will say is Justin Gaethje. I went and watched his. If he has the ability to stop uh, any sort of takedowns. This motherfucker has hands, and he doesn't stop. I mean, he's just right. as powerful with his hands. I just don't see Khabib. It doesn't seem like Khabib will allow the outside pressure of, like, he's going to win no matter what. It doesn't matter how he wins or maybe how boring it is. He takes being the champion very seriously. He's still undefeated. This, to me, like, and the way he fights, he could go a long time in his career. Yeah, he really is something to watch. I mean, he is a he is he's a little bit what some people call boring, but to me, if you actually watch the way he fights, it is fascinating to realize if if I went into the ring with the if post apocalyptic and it's me and him <laughs> going up against a can of green beans, yeah. you're fucked. Like this guy was built. Yeah. He should have been in the 1700s fighting as a warrior. I mean, he's just that dude. Yeah. Um, and again, Justin Gaethje probably has a chance, but I just don't see it. I, yeah. I really don't. Who knows, man? Though sometimes things will surprise you. But it, but yeah, you he are. He could. Right. I mean, he could catch him. He could. <laughs> yeah, you are right, though. I mean, Khabib just. It's it's just the fact that he has so many tools in the toolbox. Yes, he can he can he can beat you with his fists. He can beat you with his feet, and he can beat you with grappling. It doesn't fucking matter. He just is going to do whatever the fuck he wants. And he's also coming off of uh, I believe they were supposed to fight earlier, but his yeah. dad passed away within the COVID thing. Don't think it was due to COVID, but I, I yeah. he passed away, and his dad was his coach. It was his dream for his son to become a champion. You know, like yeah. they're, to me, a, it's a, more of a cultural thing with their whole entire camp Yeah, over in Kazakhstan or wherever he lives. I mean, it's just yeah. like fighting was a is an important thing in their family. Right. The honor, like uh, after the Connor fight, when he, when Khabib jumped out in the crowd and started going after his guys that had talked shit on the religion, his dad and everything like that. There was an interesting thing in the post uh, press conference. Khabib was like, now I get home, my dad's going to beat the shit out of me. Yeah. So, like, he had such regard for his dad. I really doubt it's affected him to where it's going to be on his mind in the fight in a negative way. I think it's yeah. I think it's pushing him further. I actually feel bad for Justin Gaethje yeah. because he's got that on his side. Yeah. And then again, Gaethje, he's like uh, 22 and 2, you know. He's no no scrub, but when you're going against Khabib, right? I think you're always going to look like one. Is the downfall of yeah. that lightweight division? Um, other fights that are going on, uh, the top three is pretty much who I'll go over. Uh, Robert Whitaker is fighting. I forget the guy's name, but uh, again, Robert Whitaker. He's in the same division with Israel Adesanya. He's been beat by Adesanya a couple times, but that guy I showed you, Yoel Romero, the Cuban guy, yeah. huge guy, he yeah. went five rounds with that guy. You just don't know. Um, I don't know who this guy is, Gerald, uh, Jared Cannonier. Uh, you know, uh, I guess when you speak to records, 
Robert Whitaker's twenty two and five. This other guy's thirteen and four. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, he could it, he could catch him. I don't see it. I think Robert Whitaker's going to win that one. And I'm actually interested to see him fight again against someone who's not like this. Again, Khabib, Israel Adesanya, they, they, like you just said, they have so many tools in the toolbox. Right. I'm interested to see what he can really do. So I hadn't followed him that closely. And then the uh, uh, th- whatever I don't I don't know how you even would say where it's at in the card. Um, Alexander Volkov ver- versus Walt Harris, heavyweight fight, which is all those are always fun to me. It's just two big right. motherfuckers going at each other. Volkov is a great uh, fighter as well. I want Walt Harris to win so bad because this was not really heavily covered in the news. Walt Harris, before COVID hit, uh, his daughter had his stepdaughter had gone missing. Yeah, and turn and it was only big kind of in the UFC, and then turned they found her six days later. She had been murdered, mm. and mm. it's just for the you just want. And he came back and already fought and lost once. You're yeah. like. You just want to see this guy, the guy win. Needs a win. Yeah. I don't know him. I, I I don't know anything about him as a fighter. Um, yeah. But it's just you. F- obviously, you you have to feel for the guy. I went up just to kind of do was my timeline right or where it was, and I ended mm-hmm. up stumbling upon a and and some people may if you're kind of into that weird you know last podcast on the left yeah, type yeah. deal true crime type stuff yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting. But it's heartbreaking when you read oh, the testimony yeah. of a witness who was with the guy when he – the whole entire article is basically the witness being like, did you just bring a dead fucking body to me? Yeah. And it's uh, you read it, it's it's heartbreaking. So you just – I want to see him get a win so bad. Like, I'm going to be rooting for him hard. Yeah. Alexander Volkov, though, it really is like – Hey man, can he fight just a lower level guy? Let's get this yeah, guy a pickup yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But I think also, uh, you know, I know Dana White has huge respect for him. I know he was a huge part in actually kind of attempting to spread the word about his stepdaughter the minute it was happening. Yeah. yeah. So also too, I'm sure Walt Harris would not, you know, my my take of like just give him a scrub. Yeah. I'm sure that's on him to be like, no, I want to fight the best. Yeah, I'm sure he's like, yeah, I'm sure he's like, no, no. If I'm going to come back and do this, I want to beat the motherfucker that you know I can take my rage out on this, right? For and and know he can take it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any excuses for why I'm at the top of my game again. I, you know. Well, it was heartbreaking too to see his loss last time because I think it was such an emotional. Obviously, weak for him, and I'd, right. I'd imagine as well as uh, you know, he lost. You never like a lot, you know. It was just there's so much going on with this guy. It's just like I just hope he wins, man. And again, if he wins against Volkov, that's a great win. Uh, it, you know, Volkov is is fun to watch. Yeah. And he's powerful. I mean, this is going to be a fun uh, heavyweight fight of not two bigger fat guys getting in there. It's right two guys that are huge but quick. Yeah. That'll be the fun part about the fight. In fact, all three of the top uh, fights, the ones I just talked about, all of them, they all have this. They're they're huge, but they can move quick. I, I mean, so that'll be fun. It'll yeah. be fun to watch. I'll definitely be checking out. Um, definitely checking out those three. I don't know about the rest of the card. I don't know how devoted I am to it on this card. I said that last time, though. I watched the whole damn thing. So we'll find out. I'll bring you back some news on that. Right. And yeah, yeah. I, let me know. Let, uh, you know, let's let the audience know because 
because uh, you son of a bitch, you've you've actually got me into the old UFC here. <laughs> I, I I I didn't know if I would ever be into it, you know, but because I'm a I'm a pure boxing fan from back in the day, but I kind of lost my 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 thing for fighting because it you know it seemed like you know boxing went through all those years of where it just seemed like it was either fixed. Or they were just mismatching people because they just wanted to see a big round, like what Tyson was doing. Right. And Tyson, you know, Tyson to me was the last true, like, show in fucking boxing. Yeah. Uh, And Vander Holyfield, too. I will say, I'll I'll give him that, too, because uh, even Tyson says Holyfield was, like, the hardest motherfucker he fought. Right. And so, um, uh, but, but. So I had kind of lost it for fighting, but now I'm kind of starting to get into this whole UFC thing. You know, it, it's a lot of fun. And plus, it's some brutal shit when it can be, man. And I like brutal shit. Yeah, there you go. I, when I first started watching, I was definitely kind of a just, oh, why are they going to the ground? Why are they just standing and throw at each other? Yeah. But as I've watched over the years, to me, sometimes ground game is some of the funnest things to watch these two just – some just experts in their field going yep. like spinning all over each other like turtles on each other's backs. It's yeah. it's a fun sport to watch. I do understand though the it was funny because watching that old Khabib Connor fight was when it was sold out. It was yeah. Russia versus Ireland in that Coliseum. They had a huge yeah. outbreak, you know. Uh it was chaos afterwards. Right. And then now you watch uh it without an audience, you forget that sometimes they influenced uh, either judges, refs, whatever, right. by the booze. Why are they on the ground? Yeah. But when you, if you block that out and you watch what Khabib was doing again, like I, you know, I won't go back down that path, but yeah. it's just like, this is fucking, this guy's scary. Yeah. <laughs> what awesome. is cool, though, too, building up to this fight, there hasn't been a lot of shit talk back and forth. There is mutual respect there, and yeah. that's always a fun one to watch, too. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Um, and yeah, so that'll be fun. It's always funny. Uh, I guess this is just how I'll do this segment. Cause I always find a weird way to wrap it up. If you're, if you are a betting person, first off, I don't know shit about gambling, so I don't know any of the numbers. <laughs> uh, I know a parlay is when you bet a couple people in a row. I would definitely, I would for sure yeah. put it on fucking Khabib. Uh, and I, I put it on Volkov, although I know I just said I won Walt Harris yeah. to win. And actually, the guy that's going up against Robbie Whitaker, the guy I don't know, shit, throw it on him. I mean, Robert Whitaker's coming off of two pretty fucking tough losses. They were yeah. kind of embarrassing. Not embarrassing, but there was a lot of shit talk leading up, and Whitaker didn't uphold his end. Yeah. Who knows? He could come back to win. He, he could go th- uh, 0-3 now. And yeah. you could win you some money. There you go. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But that's all I got for UFC. Yeah. Well, folks, I think that's uh, probably going to wrap it up here. Uh, just to let y'all know, we do have uh, that there sportscast at gmail.com. So if y'all want go. to uh, email us and let us know what idiots we are and how much you disagree with us, or if you want us to cover a topic that we're not covering, uh, shoot us an email and let us know. Again, it's that there sportscast at gmail.com. Um, other than that, hey, listen, you know, love each other. Bye. Bye.